Ballers from the top brass, play it all, never skip past. It's the Mercy Podcast. Orders from the top brass, play it all, never skip past. It's the Mercy Podcast. Orders from the top brass, play it all, never skip past. It's the Mercy Podcast. Orders from the top brass, play it all, never skip past. It's the Mercy, 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 Mercy. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Mercy Podcast. Uh, yes, that is still our theme tune. Um, if you think you can do better, and you you most certainly can, um, please please do. You might have a an old guitar or a you know a banged up keyboard gathering dust in a corner somewhere. You probably bang out a, a you know a new theme tune for us in about in about half an hour, and it'll be uh, significantly better than than my efforts. So what treasures has Liverpool and the ongoing uh, Biennial Arts Festival revealed to us this week? Well, we went and checked out an artwork called Bridging Home. Um, This is a replica Korean house wedged about 20 foot in the air between two buildings on Liverpool's Duke Street. It's, It's one of the official Biennial artworks. A delightful surprise is how the independent newspaper described it. Gimmicky was what another pundit thought. Um, it looks almost like it's been dropped there by a tornado, like something out of the Wizard of Oz. Uh, maybe that is a bit gimmicky, I don't know. To me, it feels like one of those artworks that wouldn't be so bad if it stayed up there um, after the arts festival is finished and, and became a, a permanent feature of the city. Just up the road from that artwork is, a, is another biennial venue uh, we paid a visit to, the old Scandinavian Hotel, the windows of which have been smashed uh, to spell out the phrase touch and go, obviously relating to the, the biennial's theme this year, touched. Um, it also more specifically relates to a film being shown inside the building by Christina Lucas. Now, the area around the hotel used to be filled with boarding houses for itinerant sailors, back when Liverpool's docks were thriving uh, before the two world wars. Notwithstanding the intention of the artist, um, I kind of think that the phrase touch and go relates nicely back to that period. Um, Touch and go, of course, is an aviation term. Uh, Pilots would touch down and immediately take off again in order to circle round and continue practising their landings. It relates nicely because it's a bit like those sailors taking rooms in the old boarding houses only stopping on land for, for the briefest of periods uh, before sailing off into the distance again. And both of those artworks you can find on a map of the biennial I've made on Google Maps. Uh, if you go to maps.google.com and search Liverpool Biennial 2010, it should be the first result that comes up. Um, now there is a, obviously there's, a, there's an, an official map of the arts festival available from biennial.com, but it's only in PDF form, which means it's not interactive. Um, you can't uh, call up other data about the Liverpool area. You can't plan a route. Uh, it doesn't have any links, so you can't jump immediately, say, to newspaper reviews about the art or, or jump to videos or, or photographs of the artworks. So even though it tells you a lot about where all the biennial artworks are, it doesn't help you decide exactly what it is you might like to see. Uh, what I've tried to do with the map I've made on Google is, is you know, provide you with some of those links as a, as a solution to that problem. 
Um, it's also handy if you're in another city and you want to get more of a feel about what's going on. Um, so, yep, yeah, Google Maps, uh, maps.google.com, search Liverpool Biennial 2010. Uh, there's also an article about it on sevenstreets.com. Uh, Seven Streets is probably one of the best independent arts and entertainment websites uh, in Liverpool at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, the map is in their, their talk and opinion section. Seek it out there if you like. Now, a quick musical interlude. This is a song by APAT, a uh, Liverpool band. Uh, it's called Village Idiot. APAT are playing the cooperative on Renshaw Street in Liverpool on Saturday, October the 9th. <laughs> Um, apparently channeling the spirit of Frank Zappa there. That song is already out to own. It's the 
the uh, lead track on their latest release, Paul the Record. Um, it's a split 12-inch with peep holes, and it's out on Upset the Rhythm Records. It uh, came out at the end of September. Um, they've got a, my, a MySpace, uh, myspace.com uh, forward slash APAT. Uh, that's A P A double T. Although it says uh, it says on the MySpace, we no longer frequently update this page. Get real and visitors somewhere else. Um, funnily though, if you try them at apat.com, it simply uh, diverts you back to their MySpace, which might say something about how uh, kind of willfully hard to pin down this band are. The gig they're doing, it's not exactly a gig uh, in the traditional sense. It's uh, going to instead feature, um, and I'm quoting from the Facebook page here, music, recordings, acting, uh, projection and visual art in a never-to-be-repeated performance. Some other quick plugs before we move on. Um, also at the co-op, it started on Wednesday, October the 6th, is a new exhibition, part of the Rolling Exhibitions programme there. It's called The Invisible Committee, Volatile and Lust. Basically, the three names uh, uh, of the, the works of art in the show, a mix of print, installation and video. That's on until October the 10th, Sunday. Uh, so hopefully if you hear the podcast before then, you can get down. It closes at 5 on Sunday. Um, there's a private view for it too on Friday, October the 8th at 7pm. Um, obviously we don't release the podcast until Friday, but hopefully if you hear it straight off the bat, uh, you'll know where to get your fill of art and probably some free wine. Apologies, by the way, to James Wilts and Holly Pastor, uh, who I uh, mentioned in last week's podcast. I didn't, what I didn't say is they are published by Pend in the Margins, an independent publishing house based in London. Pend in the Margins has just published a book called 12 Nudes, the second collection by Ross Sutherland, who we had on uh, in podcast episode two. Um, you can learn more at pendinthemargins.co.uk. Uh, this Saturday, uh, October the 9th, this isn't one of our events, but it's uh, quite interesting. It's an official biennial event called uh, Innovation. Uh, quite intriguing. It's described as an alternate reality game. I've been involved in these kind of projects before, specifically in Nottingham, where the art group Reactor uh, created an alternative world um, in a warehouse there based on communism. So we got to run around pretending to be secret police or work in a mine shaft made of cardboard uh, trying to dig out egg boxes. All very odd. Um, Innovation sounds similar, more like an arty version of Treasure Hunt with Annika Rice in that it takes place all over the city. You have to run around looking for clues, but don't go. Come to the APAC gig instead because they clash uh, and ours is free. Now, the artworks we focused on in the greatest detail over the last few weeks are works of art that respond to Liverpool directly. Um, universal in their appeal, but with the city as their subject matter or, or as their starting point. John Perry's Future Cities, for example, which we covered last week, we were presented with a series of ideas, sometimes comical, about what Liverpool would be like in the future. But what about an artwork that says Liverpool has no future? In fact, wants to set about destroying Liverpool as we know it. Well, that's the intention of Miles Aden, an American artist whose appearance in this year's biennial is his first major exhibition in the UK. And it's quite a major thing, you know, sinking an entire city beneath the waves, and that's what he wants to do. Um, and all of it stemming back to an urban legend about those famous symbols of Liverpool, the liverbirds. 
not just any old liver birds, of course. You'll find uh, you'll find liver birds on the city's crest uh, and on the crest of Liverpool Football Club. Um, but the liver birds we're talking about are our are large statues on top of the Royal Liver Building down by the Pierhead Ferry Terminal. If you've ever heard the song Ferry Cross the Mersey, well, this is where the ferry comes in. They look kind of like cormorants, although some historians think the original design was supposed to be an eagle. Uh, the medieval scribe they got in just wasn't very good at drawing. Um, but there's a legend about the liver birds that, uh, and it's that if they ever fly away, it will spell doom for the city. Liverpool will basically do an Atlantis and sink beneath the waves. A Scouse version, if you like, of the myth about the ravens at the Tower of London. So you've probably seen this coming about what Mr. Aiden uh, wants to do. He wants to put the myth to the test, scare the live birds away, or at least try, and see if the city really sinks. Um, well, you know, good one if it was the 1920s and we were bourgeoisie clamouring to thrill in the spectacle of our own destruction. Um, at least the manner in which Aiden suggests we frighten off the live birds, these are stone statues, remember, weighing about three quarters of a tonne each, tells us he doesn't take himself entirely seriously. Uh, a massive horn is what he's built, mounted on a scaffold down by the pier head. Uh, it's quite like a, one of those horns you'd get in Lord of the Rings, the sound of which he hopes will frighten the liver birds away. Shoo them away, in fact. Shoo them. Um, that's, the, that's the phrase he uses on his website, and correspondingly, um, just to demonstrate that high art is, is never above a low pun, He's called the artwork his shoehorn. And on that groansome note, we bid you farewell. The shoehorn is visible, as we said, at the pier head. That's until November 28th. There's the gig at uh, the co-op featuring APAT. Don't forget, uh, performance poet Mark Greenwood is, is also on that bill. Um, if you want to get in touch, remember it's info at mercyonline.co.uk and we'll be back with another podcast on Friday, October 15th. <laughs>